It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Greg Davis back in here with you on Priority Talk. Glad to have you along with us uh, here as we uh, move into a new year. My goodness. Um, Cleet Hucks in studio with us from the Apologetic Resource Center. Cleet, a new year is right upon us. Can you believe that? right upon us. Time yeah, passes a fast. a new year and... Uh, same same old devil though <laughs> same old lies had nothing changed over the years has it seems like the faster i go the behinder i get <laughs> yes yes uh Clayton, of course uh, arcapologetics.org arcapologetics.org the apologetics resource center and uh, we enjoy visiting most every friday uh during the latter part of the program and so uh, glad to have Cleet back in here with us. And it's been a couple of weeks since we were together because of Christmas and everything. So sure. um, let's just go back and sort of pick up a little bit of where we were. Of course, mm-hmm. this is uh, at our podcast if you want to go back and listen in its entirety. But uh, basically, we were talking about uh, worldview, world religions, and cults. Mm-hmm. And so we covered worldview mm-hmm. pretty thoroughly mm-hmm. a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. And then we got into, uh, you know, world religions. We were starting to sort of get into that. Uh, well, we did get into that pretty good. And then mm-hmm. cults is sort of where we were jumping in. And uh, so go back and listen, and you can get all the background information for where we're headed from here. But really, Cleet, we, we, you were going to, when we cut off, you were just jumping into sort of the marks of a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, counterfeit of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Of course, we believe Christianity to be the true mm-hmm. Um, religion, so anything else is really a counterfeit. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. a fake. Right. And exactly. the best way to know a counterfeit is to know the real thing. To know the real thing. If you know what the real thing looks exactly. like, then you, you spot a counterfeit that's, when you see one. That's exactly right. So, um, you know, we, we trust and, and uh, you know, and, and believe that, that you're studying your Bible and mm-hmm. uh, knowing, knowing, you know, your, your faith uh, knowing wh- what you've placed your faith in, that you've got it in the right place and the right mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's okay to, to study the, these, these um, counterfeits so we do know what to look for and, and how to have discourse, I think, with other people who mm-hmm. may be more deceived, right, we believe. Right. So um, that's why we call them counterfeits, because they're not the real thing. Mm. So talk to us about the marks of counterfeit. I remember we were talking about plus and minus and yeah, right, division right, yeah. and multiplication. Of course. You know, there are a number of world religions that have their own offshoots or branches of or counterfeits, let's say. You know, like the nation of Islam is not Orthodox Islam, you know. So, and Christianity has its own offshoots uh, that would be Christian counterfeits. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a number of ways that you can test to see whether or not they are biblical and uh, one of those tests is a simple uh, mathematical formula. We talked about uh, that all uh, Christian counterfeits uh, add to the Bible, for instance, as their authoritative source of revelation. Uh, then they would subtract uh, 
from the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, the biblical Jesus, of course, is fully God, fully man. Uh, Paul talks about that when uh, in, to the uh, Philippian Christians. Right. He said, have this mindset in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, he thought equality with God, not a thing to be grasped, right. but he emptied himself. It's a very interesting word in verse 6 and 7. It form is. of God, form of man. It's the same word. It means exact essence or nature. And the way to understand that is, as a Christian is simply this. He remained what he ever was and became what he never was. That is, God the Son, who had always been God the Son, a little over 2,000 years ago, took to himself a second nature in a physical body. We just got through celebrating the event of all human history yes. in the incarnation of Christ. And, of course, when we talk about Christian counterfeits, they have to change who Jesus is. He's either all divine and no man or all man and no no divine, or he's an idea. He might might as well be an angel to certain groups, but he's not the fully God-man of all history. And just saying that you believe in Jesus Christ is not defining the Jesus that you believe in. Right. So, so it's and, easy to say, I be, someone could say, I believe in Jesus, but uh, that, is, that doesn't necessarily mean somebody's got it right. Yeah. The, the first question I ask, what Jesus do you believe in? Yeah. Tell me who this Jesus is. Yeah. And sometimes it lines up, sometimes it doesn't, you know. So adding to the Bible, uh, subtracting from the person of Jesus Christ, the historical person of Jesus Christ, and he is an historical figure. You can get to the historical figure character of Jesus Christ apart from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Jewish historians sure. record him. Flavius yeah. Josephus yeah. records a lot of things about Jesus. So, so there's really there's not a lot of controversy of whether or not Jesus existed no, as a man. No. That, that's not. That's not even up for debate. No, there's there's not. so much historical, archaeological exactly. data exactly um, that that's not even up for you know debate. Yeah. Especially when we go to Israel, right. you, you see plenty of evidence oh, yeah. that Jesus existed. You know, exactly. you can see that with your own eyes. Um, other religions even believe that. Oh, yeah. much less offshoots yeah. of Christianity. Yeah. yeah. So that that's not the debate whether or not Jesus existed. It's who was Jesus? Who was Jesus? And you know, like C.S. Lewis said, he's either a liar, a lunatic, or he is Lord. You know, he, there's no other options. And, you know, if he didn't come out of the grave, then he is a liar mm -hmm. and a lunatic on mm -hmm. the level of a poached egg. <laughs> but he if he came out of the grave, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. Right. You know, so he's speaking of the temple of his body that he was going to raise it up. He didn't say my father or the spirit would raise it up. I would raise it up. And of course, we believe that there's only one God, but that one nature is shared by three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They were all operative in raising the body of Jesus from the grave. So, and that's, that is the pivotal point of all um, Christianity. It either uh, stands or it falls mm -hmm according to the Which is the way you should want your, exactly. you're hinging all of, all of your eternity on it. Amen. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Exactly. I, I want to know. Exactly. You know, I want to know. Exactly. If, I don't want to be guessing. 
That, that's exactly right. And I don't so, want to be wondering. That's right. Look, look, let's just let's put it all out there. Let's compare yeah. it. Let's compare it. And then let, exactly. let's put our faith in uh, what has the most uh, legs to stand on. Yeah. Truth should never fear investigation. Instead, it should invite it. Yes. You know, and I, I know that there are people uh, listening who may be part of some of these Christian counterfeits that we're going to talk about. And they may think, why are they attacking my church? Well, first of all, they need to put the shoe on the other foot. Christianity is not attacking the Christian counterfeit. Mm -hmm. The Christian counterfeit has been in the business of attacking Orthodox Christianity for a long time. And Christianity is defending itself. Defend the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. You know, as scripture say, but adding to the Bible, subtracting from Christ, multiplying requirements for salvation, and then dividing loyalties, you know, between the Bible and what what this leader might say, you know, of that particular group. So those are some of the. And we talked about that in in, in regards to uh, some of your more popular or I guess well known uh, mm-hmm. cult groups over the years, where they mm-hmm. they do divide. Yeah. They really do. People. I mean, when you see somebody that goes, hey, I can't be a part of our family anymore right. because of this yeah. religion I found. Exactly. Um, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. It's, and some religions cut off, they do cut off people. They do. I mean, uh, Islam does that. Islam does yeah. that. Um, but as far as world religion, yeah, it, that does it. It does that. But there's a lot of different issues when you talk about uh cultism and that type of thing because one one of the issues as far as the division principle of the mathematical formula is that it it it's the issue of control you know dealing with the psychological aspects of it and that type of thing calling their one and only group the one and only true church mm-hmm. let's say for instance and we'll talk about that in a minute but the scriptures tell us, uh, Greg, that we, you know, that we should respond to the cults, uh, to the Christian counterfeits. First of all, the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, mm-hmm. you know, the Great Commission. Go and there, as you're going, baptize, teach all nations, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, it doesn't, very interesting, it does not say names of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but singular name, Name. talking about the one God by nature, but three persons that share that one name or nature. And then, of course, uh, which I already mentioned, uh, Jude 3, defend the faith that was once and for all Mm -hmm. delivered to the saints. Uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, and do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead expose them for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed to exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. And there, there are many others. Uh, scriptures, as for instance, in the book of Acts, charge elders, uh, leader, church leaders, to be on guard, to shepherd the flock that is among them to protect them right. because there are wolves and sheep's clothing mm. out there. So, mm. I had a listener not too long ago ask me, I, I, let me pose this question and then sure. we'll take a break and come back and I'll let you address it. Okay. Um, that they had been taught that 
Christianity mm-hmm. was an offshoot of Judaism. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Can you address that? Let's do it when we come back. Sure. All right. Yeah. So we'll talk about yeah. that because we're talking about offshoots of Christianity. Right. right. Well, what yeah. about those who say mm-hmm. that Christianity is an offshoot of, mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. you know, of Judaism? Yeah. All right. So we'll yeah. do that when we come back. Cleet Hux is with us with the Apologetic Resource Center. Stay with us. we got more coming your way the rest of the hour, as a matter of fact. You want to stay with us. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hi, Alabama. This is Robert Jeffers, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC. And we're welcoming you back into the program, Priority Talk, here on your Friday evening as we head into a, a New Year weekend. And I know folks got lots of stuff going on this weekend, lots of uh, lots of football to be watched, that's for certain. Mm-hmm. And um, a new year to uh, to get ready. A lot of people people getting ready to start reading their Bible. Alabama the has the number one class here, by the way. Uh, we, well, I've heard that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, a lot of people, though, may be getting ready to start their New Year Bible reading. All sure. right, coming well, up on the first. That's that's a big deal as well. So new, new devotionals. Lots of uh, new stuff going on as we enter into a new year. It's a good chance to uh, sort of reset and reprioritize your life in many ways. And one of the ways uh, we're challenging you is to uh, uh, study out the faith as well. Uh, learn more about uh, how to uh, share uh, the gospel and how to defend the gospel uh, mm-hmm. against uh, those who may be um, uh, going down a counterfeit path. That's so right. we're talking about these offshoots, okay? Right. So we're saying right. that there are offshoots of Christianity, mm-hmm. and I know we're, we're probably going to talk a good bit about one of those here mm-hmm. for the rest of the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, was, I had a listener recently actually ask me, said, well, I was taught that Christianity was nothing more than an offshoot of Judaism. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a, uh, a counterfeit, basically, or an offshoot mm-hmm. of Judaism. How, how, how do you answer that to someone? Well, first of all, uh, Christianity is Jewish. Our Lord and all of his original yeah, 12 Jesus disciples. Jesus just happened to be Jew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're Jewish. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can't get away so from it. Did it. Come out of, it did yeah. come out of. But Paul defined for us in Scripture in the New Testament 
Uh, and he was a Jew of Jews. Yes. My goodness. Um, boy, you're talking about a bright guy. And someone that wrote most of the New Testament, yeah. you know, basically a Jewish lawyer. But um, he defined for us what a real Jew is. It's not outward. It is inward. Mm-hmm. Circumcision is not of the flesh, but of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and he covers that very well in his treatise of the Book of Mormon. Uh, excuse, Book of Mormon, Book of Romans. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's not an offshoot at all. Uh, it, you get to the point to where there's enough differences between Orthodox Judaism and Orthodox Christianity to to have them to be separate world religions, and they are. So, um, but it definitely has Jewish roots. There's no doubt about it. Okay, I think that's a great way to say it. Um, you know, a cu- couple of weeks ago, recently, um, we had the death of a speaking of football of mm. a um, mm-hmm. what what who's now a beloved <laughs> college yeah. coach. You know, yeah. it's funny you know, it's, people congeal around someone. Uh, it certainly yeah. was an interesting character, oh, uh, Mike Leach of Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, we we all saw that and followed that, and you know, were heartbroken for yeah. uh, the yeah. way his life yeah. came to an end. I mean, just suddenly. I really enjoyed listening to him. I really yeah. did. Yeah. Well, and the guy was an he was an he was an interesting coach. He was an well, interesting he was, person. He was a law schooled coach. Yeah. You know, he went to BYU, and uh, he was a Mormon. Um, he very bright and. and it didn't take you very long to figure out, listening to him, that football was only one of his hobbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he had a lot of others. Yeah, yes. But he was—he uh, he was, was almost a, a renaissance kind of guy yeah. in, in his own way. He, yeah, everything was in his own way. He was the, a unique character. The sports writers in the state of Mississippi never lacked for anything to write about. No, no. <laughs> so, well, for the last couple of years, but you know, yeah, before that, from yeah. Texas to Washington, to all—you know—really, yeah. that's where he's been head coach. Yeah. So the guy drew quite a lot of attention, and along with that, it, it drew quite a lot of attention to him his life his story yeah and um you know our heart breaks for his family and mm-hmm. and, and and him you know just exactly. what a, what a horrible way for your life to end so unexpectedly it happens yeah. all the time to people right uh, in fact i was you know i just turned 50 this year so i've been having some of those oh you're an old test and things like that <laughs> run you know some of those screenings and all that kind yeah. of stuff you know the doctor said the other day now you need to have this particular screening done. He said, after you turn fifty, we stop drop, we start dropping like flies. <laughs> you know, it, so you know, yeah. lots of people die at sixty-one, yeah. but it did sort of draw an attention to him, mm-hmm. who he was, and I was not aware mm-hmm. of his uh, being a part of the Church of Latter Day Saints mm-hmm. until he passed away. Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, you knew though. No, did actually, I did not. Okay, you didn't know. You know, either. I just followed him because of football, and I thought he was an interesting guy. Yeah. And then um, when he passed away, I just happened to Google. And I said, oh, my goodness, yeah. went to B- BYU. And I thought I'd remembered him going to BYU, but there, there are non-Mormons that sure. go to BYU sure. as well. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, – as now, you know, I can't – Did he do a mission and all that? Do you know? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure of the level of commitment yeah. that he had to Mormonism either but he has spoken i've heard him in clips talk about dnc which is the doctrine and covenants of mormon scriptures uh and um it's very interesting someone must have asked him about uh you know other life life on other planets uh and he said who am i to say that there's not 
you know, which is a a good way to answer that without getting into Mormon beliefs, you know. But uh, it made you think, well, maybe he does believe this. And, of course, he says that he uh, reads about a dozen uh, scriptures from the King James Version of the Bible and then some from the, from D&C and Pearl of Great Price uh, before every game. So Really? Yeah. That's what he said. I did not hear that. Yeah. Well, um, that does sort of open up a door for yeah. us to talk a little bit about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the LDS right. or Mormon mm-hmm. Church. Um, so let's, let's talk about this because I guess you would classify this as um, a counterfeit? It's a Christian counterfeit. Right. It indeed does claim to be Christian. As a matter of fact, if you talk to Mormon missionaries, you can't convince them otherwise. The, the typical argument that they throw up or response is that, what do you mean we're not Christian? Right. The name of our church is the Church of Jesus Christ. Latter-day right. Well, Saints. and that's why we're talking about which you know, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just out in Salt Lake City mm. recently. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we, you and I talked about that, yeah. I think, yeah. and got a pretty good exposure. I had studied it before at yeah. length and depth uh, years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I got a pretty good hands-on exposure and was yeah. with uh, some, some Mormons for mm-hmm. several days. Mm-hmm. And, boy, they treated us wonderful. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, salt-of-the-earth mm-hmm. type people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just a, a wonderful town, wonderful city. Oh, I've met many Mormons yeah. that on the surface live a better life than a lot of professed Christians that I've yeah. met. Well, certainly, yeah. You know, so, yeah. on the surface, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as those doctrines go, mm-hmm. um, let's do that and sort of, I guess to some degree, we can sort of tie this into the mm-hmm. plus, minus, mm-hmm. division, subtraction a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we can. I mean, that's how you're saying you. Yeah. those are the marks of a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Do they mm-hmm. add, subtract, multiply, divide? Yes, we, yes. We, we've broke all that down a couple of different times. Right. So the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the one and only true church. That's one of their claims. With proper authority resorted to the earth. Restored to the earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the number one um, basic belief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the problem there? <laughs> the problem is when you have any one particular church or denomination that says we and we only represent the one and only true church, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. That's an elitist mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting when they said proper authority, with proper authority, restored to the earth. But what do you do if you restore something? You, you bring it back to life? Is that what you're talking about? In essence, that's exactly what they mean. Because... A, Orthodox, well, I say Orthodox, Latter-day Saints, uh, Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, LDS. Now, uh, there are other offshoots of Mormonism Mm -hmm. as well, but the main church, LDS, Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, uh, claims to have restored, Joseph Smith claims to have restored the one truth of the gospel that was lost. lost. You know, and the basic... Uh, uh, mindset is that when after Jesus died and his disciples died the church was plunged into apostasy and it didn't surface until this particular leader Joseph Smith as a very young boy supposedly 
restored the church that was lost. Now, as a Christian, I have to ask, how does that measure up with what Jesus was telling Peter in Matthew 16? He says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And what did Jesus say? Blessed are you, Simon mm-hmm. Barjona, for flesh and blood hadn't come, you hadn't come up with this on your own, but my Father who in, who's in heaven has revealed this to you. He said, And I say you are Peter, and upon this rock, you're the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will prevail against it. Right. <laughs> no, no. Mm-hmm. But according to restoration theology, the gates of hell must have prevailed against the church and the truth and the gospel for 19 centuries until it was restored by this individual named Joseph Smith. With a vision out in the woods. With a vision out in the woods. As a matter of fact, um, it's very interesting. There's nine different versions of that first official vision that Joseph Smith had. Uh, One time he said he was visited by angels, not two personages. (laughs) Um, But it's very interesting. And Joseph Smith... uh, According to the history of the church and his first vision, he, as a young teenager in Palmyra, New York, up in that area. I tell you, before we get too deep into that, let's take a break and come back and just sort of pick it up right there. I think that'll be best time-wise because we're going to hit the the break here at the bottom of the hour. Cleet Hux is with us, Apologetic Resource Center. We're talking, uh, well, this whole series has been worldviews, world religions, and cults. And uh, that's what we're doing. So stay with us right here on Priority Talk Radio. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, Thank you for being with us, Greg Davis. It is Priority Talk Radio. Visit the website at Priority Talk Radio. Dot com. Don't forget you can join our text line as well. Text the three letters PTR to the number 202-249-5592. That's 202-249-5592. The letters PTR and hit send. You'll get a message back from me and that'll let you know you're in direct contact uh, with the program through your text. Uh, we'll invite you to do that. And if you missed it all, it's at our website. Just visit PriorityTalkRadio.com, and you'll see that number and instructions right on the home page. We'd love to have you connect with us that way. Cleet Hux is with us as we continue our conversation. We uh, have uh, really kind of gotten opened up the door and got in, into a discussion here on the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as a, as a uh, counterfeit, basically, mm-hmm. we're saying. Um, we're not um, attacking anybody or trying to be ugly or no. anything like that. In fact, we're actually defending the truth. The truth. Defending the, uh, right. the faith as, as we have studied it. 
And um, so, you know, n- nothing personal, not against anyone. Mm-hmm. I've got friends who are who are Mormons. Sure. Um, like I say, I just got back from Salt Lake City. I <laughs> uh, had a very nice experience and yeah. got to got to visit a lot of the Mormon um, sites, so to speak, and uh, and, and kind of learn it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying hearing uh, what uh, Cleet has to say as well as we continue our uh, conversation. Really, during the month of December, we've been talking about worldviews, world religions, and cults. Okay, so we talked about this basic belief of, of this being the one and true church with proper authority restored to the earth. And by mm-hmm. the way, uh, the notes I was working off here it did say resorted to the earth. Oh, I was just reading it. Misspelled. I knew it didn't sound right when I said it, but it did say resorted. Uh, restored to the earth. So I'm talking about this restoration. So mm-hmm. for people that don't understand, let's go back to New York. That's sort of mm-hmm. where this mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is the best pickup place to mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. how this uh, yeah. how this uh, movement got started. Sure. Well, again, uh, the prophet of the uh, LDS Church is Joseph Smith. He's the founder of it. And the way it started... Highly, highly revered. Highly by revered by Mormons, yes. of, course. of course. When I was uh, there, we had meetings in the Joseph Smith oh, Memorial yeah. Building. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where sure. I was at. Sure, okay. yeah. And um, his uh, he lived up in upstate New York um, with his parents there. Uh, as a young teenager, uh, he had teenage friends who were members of... You know, this church and that church, and there's somewhat of a revival going on, this story goes. And every all of his teenage um, friends were saying, come join us, this is where God is. And in his own words, he was confused as to what church he ought to join. And so he stumbles across a, a, a verse in the Bible uh, in the book of James, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of me, and I'll give it to him, and upbraid him not. He says, I am that man. I need wisdom as to what church ought to join. And so he goes out in back of his home in the woods there, in his own words, and he was praying there as to what church he ought to mm-hmm. join. And he says, all of a sudden, there brighter than the noonday sun, two personages appeared to me. And one said of the other, this is my son Joseph, you, my son Jesus, you listen to him. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, th- so that's the start of it. Now, the question is, and he deci- des- described this, and if you saw the vision, the official uh, vision that the church has shown all through the years, it shows an older uh, personage, to mm-hmm. use their term, mm-hmm. and then a younger personage. And if you ask the question, well, who are these two personages? And one, they will say, well, father and son. Now, but that's a problem. Does the heavenly father have a physical body? And, you know, biblically, no. God is spirit, and those who worship him mm-hmm. must worship him in truth and the spirit. But the the God of Mormonism uh, has a physical body, and so, and you might <laughs> ask that question one night in, in a church when I was comparing Christianity to, to Mormonism. I said, "You have anything wrong? You see anything wrong with this example here? Two personages." And the lady said, "Yes. Where's the Holy Spirit?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. I said, "Well, of course you can't see the Holy Spirit, but, but there again, the Holy Spirit." And Mormonism is different than the Holy Ghost 
in Mormonism. The Holy Ghost of Mormonism doesn't have a body of flesh and bone, but they say he has a body of spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just the influence. And they basically um, refer to it as an it or a force that's impersonal. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Ghost is a person. So now we'll say when yeah. I when I was in Salt Lake and uh, we were at the church's museum, their history mm -hmm, museum, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they have a very well done. Of course, they're you know got well funded. Everything's sure, beautiful, sure. first class. Right. Yeah. There's a presentation done right. in, in a theater mm -hmm. uh, about this vision that he has out right, in the woods. Right. And uh, the way I remember it is that it was sort it was two beings or something mm -hmm, there, and they yeah. were just sort of. Uh, it gave, to me gave off more the impression of being angelic, mm -hmm, sort of mm -hmm, sort of mm -hmm, what we would mm -hmm, think of as that, mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm. of uh, bright. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of detail there that I right, could tell as far right. as one being older or younger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't remember that being mm -hmm. part of the mm -hmm. uh, presentation. It was sort of two, mm -hmm, two personages, as right, you say, right. or beings that were yeah. there, but not necessarily didn't look mm -hmm. human necessarily. That's right. That's right. That, that's what that was my perception. Of. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: um, they uh, in the first vision that Joseph Smith had, he was told after after he asked which church should I join, he was told he should join none of them because they were all wrong. The creeds yeah. were an abomination to God, and basically, Joseph Smith was picked by them by these two personages to be the prophet of a new dispensation to restore yeah. the truth of the gospel and true Christianity. As a matter of fact, just two presidents ago, um, Gordon B. Hinckley, uh, the uh, president, uh, was talking about the, the difference between the Christ of Christianity and the Christ of Mormonism. And you'll hear Mormon missionaries say, we believe in the same Christ. Mm -hmm. Gordon B. Hinckley, the president, the prophet, <laughs> said, no, we don't. The Christ of Christianity is not the Christ of Mormonism, mm -hmm. of the Mormon church. Well, there, there, is, there are differences. And, of course, um, we, you know, we, we don't have time to get into a full yeah. expose. Sure. We want to expose you to enough to, to you know what kind of things to look for. And right. Again, it's addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, you've got the succession of the prophets mm -hmm. um, and, and the continuation of, of apostolic calling, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. basically, um, yeah. which uh, yeah, is different. You, yeah, it's very different. And it depends on what Mormon you're talking to. Yeah. When they use the word apostles, sometimes they're talking about the, the apostles of Christ, of the New Testament. Um, but a lot of times they're talking about the 12 apostles behind every president of the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. You see, the, the 12 apostles, that's, that's what they're really talking about. Well, then you've got addition in that you have um, additional scriptures, I mm -hmm. guess you would say. Uh, you know, not only the Bible, and, and yes, yeah. King James Version only. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's all you can get well, there. That's that was all that was around when Joseph yeah. Smith. <laughs> yeah, and they've held to it. Yeah, at least here, you know, in, in America, it's uh, it's King James. Yeah. Um, but then you've got the Book of Mormon, 
Yeah. Uh, and, and then the DNC, which you've, you've mm-hmm. referred to, the Doctrine and Covenants, yeah. which is a lot of, of the specific teachings uh, yeah, as I, time goes on, how some of these things are yeah. updated to reflect culture and things like that. And then, and then the Pearl of Great Price. Maybe mm-hmm. just take a minute and just okay. give a quick little yeah. of, of what are those. Well, first of all, the revelation uh, from God is a staircase revelation. Let's, we mentioned the King James Version mm-hmm. of the Bible. It's the base. That's that's the lowest one. Mm-hmm. And according to Mormonism, that's the only one that has errors in it. You see, that's the reason why they would say that the Book of Mormon yeah. has more revelation than than the Bible does. Well, if it didn't have errors, you wouldn't need more. That's there. You go. So that's it's, right. It, yeah. But and then you've got doctrine. According covenant. to them, yeah. If it didn't do- have errors. Why would yeah. you need more doctrine and covenants? And actually, what Mormons believe, the vast majority of Mormon doctrine that comes from doctrine and covenants. Yeah. Uh, you, who's Stephen Covey? Yeah. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He has another book, the DNC. You know, talking about the doctrine and covenants. Uh, he was a high-ranking Mormon. Well, you would, as you would uh, have, dis- as I would have discussions with uh, these folks that were s- treated us so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could consider them, you know, friends. You know what I mean? Sure, Very much. Yeah, Very, yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, you might would bring up, well, hey, you guys think this or that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And and they would say, well, that is what the church teaches. Mm-hmm. That is the teaching of the church. Well, mm-hmm. they would be bringing that from the. Doctrine and covenants, pretty much modern so. day kind of pretty things, like like, so. like no caffeine, things like that. Right, they would pull right. that yeah, from yeah, the doctrine and yeah, covenants, yeah. Because um, obviously the you know, well, the this comes from the word of wisdom. Uh, they and articles and their articles of faith as well. Um, but they're again the staircase of revelation. Let's carry that a little bit further. Since they have a living prophet, what does a prophet do? He receives from God and parts to God's people. So theoretically, uh, he could receive one word from Elohim God, mm-hmm. the God of Mormonism, uh, and that would contradict everything all the way back down to Joseph Smith himself. Mm. And there have been a lot of different changes within the Book of Mormon, the original Book of Mormon, uh, and now, as a matter of fact, uh, one study shows that there's almost 4,000 changes from the original Book of Mormon. Now, most of those are grammatical, but a lot of it was doctrinal as well. And when you talk about Mormon beliefs and doctrine, very little of that is in the Book of Mormon. But yeah. we talk about the mathematical formula. Let me get back to that. Okay. Um, if you look at the Book of Mormon, it says, another testament, testament yeah. of Jesus Christ. Not, I'm not the first one to suggest this. However, that really should be transposed to read a testament of another Jesus Christ mm. because it's not the same Jesus as the Bible. All right, let's take a break there. We'll come back and maybe talk about some of the parts of uh, Mormonism that you— don't just see right out front. Sure. Some of the things that aren't on the commercials, maybe, so <laughs> to speak. All right. Let's talk about that when we come back. Yeah. Priority Talk Radio, Cleet Hux with the Apologetic Resource Center in studio for another segment. Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. 
Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey everybody, this is Kurt Cameron and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. And we're wrapping it up here on a Friday as we head into a New Year's uh, weekend. Glad you're spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, we continue with Cleet Hux with the Apologetic Resource Center. And uh, we've been talking uh, worldviews, world religions, and cults. And uh, we have uh, sort of the, the, the Mike Leach death sort of mm. put us onto a path here today a little bit, talking about Mormonism, mm-hmm. uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I say once again, um, some of the... Uh, most moral, nice, uh, helpful people you could ever come across. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years and years and years was some of the best commercials on, that, that there were on TV. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see as many of those commercials anymore. No, you really don't. haven't seen them in the last several years. And I got really curious about that, especially with the rise of Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. I got to wondering, are they trying to accomplish uh, through their genealogical research, the same goal that they had of Mormon missionaries, not, uh, or excuse me, uh, television commercials, mm-hmm. you see. And, of course, we all remember the commercials. It comes on as very family-oriented, oh, yeah. very positive, you know. This has been brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I said, what happened to those? And could it be that one is being substituted for the other. Yeah. You know. Did you think well, so? Well, I contacted a friend of mine named Bill McKeever. Mm-hmm. He wrote this book here. Yeah, Mormonism I have that book. Yep. 101. It's very, very good. Bill mm-hmm. has had a ministry to Mormons for decades um, out in Utah. And um, he, he's just a... Um, rocks throw from Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Now, Ancestry.com is not uh, owned by the Mormon Church. It is owned by Mormons, uh, but there are other uh, genealogical uh, research organizations connected to the church as well. And he, he says, short of the president Saying that they that that the um, ancestral or genealogical uh, stuff is taking the place of the commercials, you know, there's no way to tell. But the truth is, no more commercials. But Mormonism is growing by leaps and bounds. Sure. Uh, you probably remember this years ago when the Southern Baptist Convention met mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at the front cover of Christianity Today right now with that. It says, Mormons on the rise, and it gives a projection chart of growth. And it's the fastest growing phenomenon ever in the name of religion. It's unbelievable. In 1957, they had one million members, and in 40 years, they grew nine million more mm. members, yep. and uh, right now they have a, basically about twenty million, or a little more, and their missionary task force 
uh, is over 60,000 missionaries. Now, we may not understand what that figure represents. It represents about the entire Protestant church world missionary task force. That's how big the Mormon task force is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've read stories and met people. So they've got a much higher percentage of people on mission than do mm-hmm. Protestants. Well, they're raised up mm-hmm. with that in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a Mormon, young Mormon men. It's young Mormon women. Absolutely. Ladies now. Mm-hmm. And most of them try to do that before they get their college um, yep. you know, underway. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why BYU uh, age of their football players are two or three years older yeah. than the others. Well, it's interesting. Well, some of the things that you don't see in Ancestry or that you didn't see in the commercials, mm-hmm. um, and we'll just kind of expose you to these a little bit. You can go and, and do some research on your own. Um, you know, when you start talking about just the belief in God mm-hmm. or Jesus, right? Um, God was once a man who became God. Mm-hmm. In other words, a man became God mm-hmm. and not God became man. Here, here the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a man who became God. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's right. Exactly. Joseph Smith said, we have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. He said, I will refute that idea. Well, we didn't imagine and suppose that God told us <laughs> that he's God from all eternity. Uh, but according to them, he, God himself, was sexually procreated as a spirit child himself. When you talk about God in Mormonism, it's not monotheism. No. Even there, though there's a plurality here. It's, it's polytheism. Mm-hmm. It's God's infinitum. There have always been gods, mm-hmm. according to them. And you can be a god. Yeah. Yeah, I can be a god, uh, and uh, you know I can uh, also. My wife uh, can be a goddess. Now However, they can. That wasn't no. always the case, though, was it? No, uh, they had to develop that doctrine uh, yeah. as far as the temple uh, doctrine is concerned. It's only temple Mormons, those that are married in the temple, right, and who get temple recommends from their. Uh, bishop, mm-hmm. uh, that they are worthy, their records have been checked, they're tithe, full tithe payers and that type mm-hmm. of thing. And so they go through all this training uh, for exaltation in the temple. And exaltation is a term for godhood. And God, according to them, Elohim God, the God of this world, there are other gods of other worlds. Uh, he learned the same gospel principles uh, that the Mormons learn today, and he progressed to godhood. Mm-hmm. And then he was married. He had a wife, more than one, <laughs> many goddess wives, and that's the basis of some of the polygamy uh, that has been historically in the Mormon church. So you've got... Um a uh, man who becomes God. You've got uh, goddesses or mother gods, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like you said, um, uh, polytheism, mm-hmm. uh, plurality. Um, and then you've got, you know, Jesus being born, mm-hmm. which uh, makes him an offspring of a mother and, mm-hmm. and father mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. Um, which also had a brother. 
Yeah. I'll let you address that one. Well. This is one that you don't see right out front. Jesus, well, see, Jesus was our ill. When you talk about humanity, let's talk about that for a second as far as Mormonism is concerned. This physical existence that you and I are involved in right now in this physical body, this is our second estate, according to official Mormonism. Our first estate was that we were sexually procreated by, as spirit children by Elohim God, one of his many goddess wives, on, they say on a mysterious star-based planet called Kolob or near there. And so uh, this is, but we, we, uh, <laughs> Jesus had a spirit brother. We were his spirit brothers as well. Uh, he had a spirit brother named Lucifer. And according to Mormon uh, history and Mormon prophets and apostles, the spirit brother of Jesus, when the gods called a council of the gods to decide the salvific state of planet Earth, two of Elohim's oldest sons, eldest sons, Jesus and Lucifer, made their bid to be savior of planet Earth. Mm. And Jesus' plan won out. Well, Lucifer didn't like that, according to Mormon, Mormon sources. He convinced a third of the spirits to rebel with him. And they became, they were, they were kicked out of heaven and denied bodies of flesh and blood. And, but you and I, according to Mormonism, we chose Jesus to be our Savior in our first estate. How do I know that? Because we're here, we have a physical body, and we're white and delightsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the way they would refer to it in the Book of Mormon. Uh, well, that's uh, before the 18, uh, excuse me, 1981 edition, which now says pure and delightsome. Yeah. Well, and and man, we're running out of time, obviously, yeah. but uh, you know, you become a man can become a god through being obedient, obedient, perfectly obedient, perfectly, and that's the the real driving force behind the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the behavior, the morality, the mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. people, good people, yes. and, and we do agree on a lot of social issues and ethical things. Oh, we, yeah. We're yeah. right in line with them. Yeah. In fact, that's what took me to Salt Lake City was being well, in alignment on some ethical thing. issues. Some of it is surface. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I say that, we would think that Mormons believe the same way that we do about creation. Mm-hmm. They no. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe that uh, matter, which was used to to build creation, the matter or the elements they would say are eternal. So, uh, and then when when it comes to the issue of abortion, mm-hmm. the, the Mormon Church really has been very very uh, vague on when life begins historically, and they still are. But, um, you know, um, they would definitely speak for life mm-hmm. and against abortion. Most of them would. Yeah. But now we're talking about LDS, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There are some RLDS. Yeah. And then there's the FLDS, the yeah. fundamentalist. Well, the big so, thing here we wanted to do was just 
sort of give you a, a big picture sort of yeah. overview. Right. Um, hopefully, I'm sure there's some of you out there listening who know a whole lot more than we've went into, and uh, frankly, so do we, um, especially Cleet. Um, some of you, though, probably knew very little. So maybe this just gives you enough of an exposure, you know, to where you can recognize something um, mm-hmm. that, that that adds, subtracts, divides, or multiplies. Yeah, we barely um, scratched. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 barely. And there's plenty so, of great resources and yeah. understanding. And, and we should seek to try to understand it. this is highly growing, it's even in our area. Mm-hmm. And um, and there, are, I, I was with someone the other day, and they told me they were a member of, of the Mormon Church. So mm-hmm. um, someone I, did, I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But I found out they were. So um, these conversations are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Your kids, your grandkids, they're going to they're going to hear these conversations, and right. um, there is a draw there. There is an appeal, and so um, you know we have to be uh, very wise and we have to be knowledgeable. The influence about, of Donnie uh, and Marie still goes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, we got to let it go there. Cleek, good to see you, and yes, uh, happy new year. And we will see you. In, well, I'll see you in 2023. Sounds great. All righty. Have a great evening, everybody, and a great, great weekend. So I'm going-